Progressive presents Get Pumped. Inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Okay, time out. You're going to let your budget be the boss of you? Take control with Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay for car insurance, and we'll help you find options that fit your budget. Here's some music to get you pumped. Da -dum, da -dum, da -dum, da -dum, dang, dang. I hear your budget laughing at you. Oh, wait, that's just those kids laughing at me. Ignore them! Da -dum, da -dum, da -dum. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Blog Talk Radio. The Love Zone Disclaimer. You are solely responsible for your interactions with other listeners of the Love Zone USA. You understand that the Love Zone USA does not in any way screen its listeners, nor does the Love Zone USA inquire into the backgrounds of its listeners or attempt to verify the statements of its listeners. The Love Zone USA makes no representations or warranties to the conduct of listeners or their compatibility with any current or future listeners. In no event shall the Love Zone USA or Blog Talk Radio be liable for any damages whatsoever the direct, indirect, general, special, compensatory, consequential, and or incidental arising out of or relating to the conduct of you or anyone else in connection with their use of this service, including without limitation bodily injury, emotional distress, and or any other damages resulting from communications or meetings with other listeners of this service or persons you meet through this service. You agree to take reasonable precautions in all interactions with other listeners of the Love Zone USA, particularly if you decide to meet in person. In addition, you understand that the Love Zone USA makes no guarantees, either expressed or implied, regarding your ultimate compatibility with individuals you meet through listening to the Love Zone USA.
to our theme song, The Love Zone. You're inside it with yours truly, Mike T. I'm your host. And it's a place where we live and learn. We're here to uh, educate you, elevate you, and most of all, uh, we uh, try to do a little entertaining in all of that, the three E's. And tonight's show, well, uh, this is part two of something that we um, started a couple of weeks ago, back in May. It's called uh, Why Black Women Are Alone. Why Black Women Are Alone, part two. And for those of you who think we're just going to discuss all the problems tonight, uh, no, we have another segment to it, which we're going to try to uh, make some solutions. And I always say if you're not communicating and part of the dialogue, you are part of the problem. So, ladies, tonight's your show. Tonight is your show. Call in. Let me say that the uh, Dr. Aaron Tupro will be here a little later this evening. And uh, the reason I invited Dr. Turpo is is for one reason and one reason only, is because we wanted professional counseling. So if you got some baggage, bring it. If you got what most men feel that you have, a lot of you ladies, is what we call cargo, uh, bring that too. Because <laughs> I, I know a lot of women who have cargo. They don't have baggage. They got cargo. I think that's the reason the airline started charging more for baggage, because <laughs> it wasn't just a carry-on bag. It's what what they call cargo. We're here to relieve some of that cargo tonight. Now, in our discussion with our authors of the book who uh, wrote the book, uh, Why Black Women Are Alone, Hank Bullard and uh, Jacquez Douglas, they're uh, in the screening room waiting for me to bring them on. I'm sure... They're going to give it to you straight, no chaser. We're going to give it to you, you know, the way we men have been hearing it in the barbershops for years. We've been talking about it. And I decided to take it upon myself to say, hey, let's bring it out of the barbershop and bring it to the open so you could hear it direct from us because it's no better source than hearing, um, you know, the uh, problem from who we're trying to get together. So, you know, it's men and women trying to get together. And we want to, this show is about trying to create families and better relationships. And uh, the only way we do that is we live and learn. We live and learn from hopefully the doctor, the gentleman who wrote the book. <laughs> Ironically, a lot of people, you know, I've heard, had this comment many times. Well, how are you hosting a show, uh, you know, talking about love and, and relationships and you're not married? Well... I have opinions, too, very strong opinions. Matter of fact, I've dated a lot of years. <laughs> if you knew the time that I was on this earth and the women that I met, <laughs> I could become an authority in this matter. But I just tend to want to mediate the situations. But I do have opinions on this. And, uh, you know, uh, we'll, we'll talk about those as we get into the show. Hopefully my buddy uh, Mello, uh, Milo will uh, call in from the West Coast. <laughs> uh, his Lakers about to get their ass kicked tonight, and I'll just say it straight out because they hurt my boy. Perk, uh, they, they hurt the center uh, the other night, and I said on Facebook, you know, sometimes it's not about skill, talent, ability, and gelling and all that good stuff. I played ball against the top 50 pros, uh, some of them. Nate Archibald, Earl Monroe, Dr. J. And I remember in the times when we were in playgrounds and somebody hurt one of our guys, we'd say, 
Come on, let's kick their ass on three. You ready? So we had a different motivation. I think you're going to see some of that tonight, but I'm not going to talk about that. We're here to talk about the show because I, <laughs> I know I got some Laker fans listening, so I don't want to alienate them. <laughs> and uh, we're going to get into some music right now. I want to talk about a new thing here before I start the show off. If you can't log in to the radio by PC and you have to leave the house or whatever you got to be doing tonight and you still want to hear the show, you know, uh, we have added something new. It's called Stitcher, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Go to www.stitcher.com. We've been added on their platform, and we're just trying to bring you more ways to listen to the show. That's right. You can listen to the show streamed live via your cell phone now, and that opens up a whole new audience to us. Not only can you download it uh, when it's archived after the show has been aired live, but if you uh, don't want to be tied to your PC, you can now stream it at www.stitcher.com to your cell phone. So if you have to leave the house, got to get in your car for any reason, jump in your car and go somewhere, pick somebody up, you can still check out the show. You can set it up online. It'll have your cell phone listed, and you just can go on the search button and type the Love Zone USA, and we're there. That's right. We're everywhere now. Not only are we on the Internet, we're on your telephone, <laughs> your cell phone. On that note, at this particular point in time, I'm going to kick this show off with uh, a little bit of music before we bring on our guest in a little while, uh, Hank Bullard and uh, Jacquez Douglas. Why Black Women Are Alone, Part 2. It's called The Solutions. And you know what one of the uh, solutions would be, I think, tonight? Well, we're going to kick it off with Shades of Soul. This one is entitled, Ladies, You Need to Let Your Love Come Down.
Yeah, ladies, stop living in a fool's paradise. You cannot raise these young boys by yourself. You cannot. Okay. I think you think you can do it all, you know. I'm every woman, Shaka Khan, Whitney Houston. Yeah, you can be in most instances. But you'll argue with me till you're blue in the face. And you'll say, I'm independent. I don't need a man. <laughs> I don't think a man is I've, I don't I don't think I've ever seen heard that in a barbershop when the guy said, you know, I don't need a woman. I don't I don't never I don't I can't recall. I'm gonna bring our guest on in a little while, but I can't recall where I've heard men say I don't need a woman. So why are some of you black women touting you don't need a man? And I can hear y'all now. Because we don't. <laughs> Fool's paradise. That's all I got to say. And you wonder why some of our young black boys are ending up in these gangs. Hmm. You really want to know. Well, you're going to find out tonight. And you know what? This show is not about just highlighting the problem. It's about us communicating. So, ladies, if you want to call in, just give us a few minutes because we want to finish talking about the problem first, and we're going to open up the phone lines for y'all to chime in as well. You want to, want to jot this number down, and if you're uh, having a glass of wine, which I can understand, this show is for adults, and you won't remember it, um, jot it down, 347-539-5729. The number is 347-539-5729. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm getting ready to bring my guest on in just a few, but I got a few uh, little songs to play and some house cleaning to do. Told you about Stitcher, www.stitcher.com. That's where you can listen to the show on your phone if you choose to. You know, uh, we got 50 phone lines. You can still call in as long as it doesn't get too crowded. But we just wanted to provide that for those of you who might not want to be tied to your computer. The Love Zone is where we live and learn and where you can listen to your heart. We want you to listen to your heart. Because you're going to hear your heart talking tonight. It's real. It's real talk by real men. It takes real men to put themselves out there like these two authors have done with this book. But a lot of women have learned something from it, you know, and that's what the love zone is all about. Let me give you some of the titles and the chapters of the book. One is the problem. Then they call the if factor. The masochistic mind, the friend factor. Oh, I hate it when women put us in the friend little box. I feel like I'm being put in a sandbox, you know, where, where the teachers and the, and the assistant teachers are looking at me and saying, Mike, don't get out of that little sandbox. Don't, don't, you can't get out of there. The friend factor. The me, me, me mentality. The pride factor. Why black men cross over to other ethnic groups. You want to hear that, ladies? We're going to talk about that tonight. I think that's a key one. And the basic foundation. Well, more importantly, I just want to reiterate, this show is about solutions. It's about communication. So if you got an issue with what, you know, these gentlemen are speaking about, as well as I'm going to be adding my opinion, and the doctor will be here uh, shortly thereafter, we want you to call. Take this number down again, 347-539-5729. I might even get my producer to open the chat window on Block Talk Radio. 
where we're airing this show uh, on this platform. So, Barry, if you're listening, feel free to open up that chat chat window as well. We're going to take some comments from those people who may not want to get online and talk on the phone but may want to make some comments. So, you know, feel free. That window's going to open up shortly, so uh, I'm going to let Barry handle that, my producer. In the meantime, in between time, ladies and gentlemen, especially you ladies right now, I'm going to get into some more music by Mr. Will Downing, if I can get it up quick enough. Right now I want to take you into my buddy because there's something Will Downing is going to say in behalf of all the men will be calling in tonight. Because if the men are calling in tonight and talking to you ladies, it's because we are for real. Hi, this is Phil Perry. And when I listen to love songs, I listen to Love Zone USA with Mike T. Doesn't get any better. Trust me with your heart, 
remember when trying to love me wasn't easy. It wasn't easy, baby. But you stuck on in that with me, and you see what we made it. Just you and me, and we love each other so. a young lady who uh, we go a long way back. <laughs> like the words say, I know it wasn't easy loving me. <laughs> oh, yeah, we go a long way back. It wasn't easy loving me, huh? <laughs> well, I appreciate you. You know who I'm talking about. Oh, on this uh, night inside the love zone. Mm, I tell you, this. came through in the nick of time. Anyway. You ladies don't think we appreciate y'all. Well, let us give it to you straight, because I got two guys who wrote a book called Why Black Women Are Alone. We're doing part two of this particular show, and I'm not going to waste any more time. Let's bring our authors right on inside the love zone. Come on in, fellas. Hank Bullock, Jacquez, how you doing, fellas? What's going on, man? Good to be back. Oh, man, I'm glad to have you back. I'm glad to have you back. So we're going to start this thing off, and we're going to go to part two. You know, usually when you get the car and you get the second gear, it's it's riding at that particular point. So why don't we take it right into, you know, this particular area, which I want to delve into, you know, your topics. 
And uh, I really want to talk about the me, me, me mentality. You guys, unless you wanted to start off saying something first. I, that, that's where I wanted to start. But if you wanted to say something first, be my guest. It's your show. The uh, me, me, me mentality uh, basically is about it's about the selfish, self-serving attitude that a lot of that a lot of black women have. As we said in the last show, we're not talking about all of them. We're talking about just some of them. And so basically, it points out um, with the with the attitude of when most people get in relationships, it's all about what can I get out of it, what can he do for me, as opposed to what can I do for this person, how can I make this person's life better. They're looking at it from a standpoint of um, how is this going to enhance my life? How is this going to make, you know, how am I going to get this and get access to this, this, and that? And it should be how can I give to this person? How can I give more of myself to this person and make this person's life better? So that's where the whole concept of that chapter came from. Now, do you believe, would you tell ladies if they give to us, if you know, because I'm probably thinking, and, and, you know, I'm a man. I want, want y'all to make no mistake about it. I'm just trying to look from the woman's perspective. They're probably thinking, when I give me, me, me up, that I'm giving all, and I'm not going to give nothing back. Would you guys explain that if a woman gives to us how we feel and what we are willing to do, would you just give it from your perspective? Sure. I'll give it. Um, you want to go ahead, Jack Corner? No, you can go ahead. I'll let you finish. Go ahead. Well, first of all, if he's a good man, I'll start that off by saying that. Because so, not every man deserves uh, a woman giving their all. So let me just clarify that right now. But if he is a good man and knows how to treat a woman, if the woman, you know, if she if she puts that man first and she gives to his needs and everything, and as I said earlier in the last show, men are not complicated, so it don't take much. I think the misconception is they think there's this long list, you know, about 400 things that we that they have to do, you know, to put us first and to keep us happy, and it's not. It's only maybe about four or five. And so, but if you do that, I mean, the floodgates will open. There is nothing that a that a good man will not do for you. But in the end, also, uh, Mike, it also comes to what partners these black women are choosing, because you know you hear it in songs, you hear it, you see it in videos. These type of you know thuggish, roughneck looking guys that um, that talk bad to them, disrespect them, and those are the ones that they give their all to, that they give their best to, as opposed to someone that's respectful and kind. And I've heard women you know, straight chew them out, call them all kinds of names. So that's what I mean by that. Exactly. We, we Just like I said before, that if you do all these things, women have a tendency to think that if they do all these things and they, you know, they try to cater to their man and they try to make them happy, if you have that particular guy that doesn't respect it and doesn't appreciate it, they'll never do it again. They automatically assume that no man will appreciate it and no man will respect them for it. So since that guy didn't that guy didn't appreciate it, they won't do it for anyone else. Like I said, men are different. Not all men are the same. Just because this guy didn't appreciate what you did doesn't mean that the next guy won't appreciate the things that you're doing. And if you make him happy, believe in me and notice things like that, and if we see that you're going, you're, you're a good man that he'll see that you're going out of your way to keep him happy, he'll break his back to make sure that you stay happy. Now, I would I would summarize it as getting to know your man, not your girlfriend network, getting 
to know your man, meaning what he wants, what he likes, what he needs. Now, there was a segment in the book that I saw earlier today that was talking about the Chris Rock segment, and it was stating, and either one of you can comment on this, that if a man's needs aren't met, and in the movie, uh, I forgot the name of the movie, but anyway, I knew y'all comment on it, that if a man's needs aren't met, then if he stepped off and got his needs met by another woman because his woman is saying, no, I'm not going to sleep with you, I'm not going to have sex with you, or she's using sex as a weapon, and if the guy steps off, then most men would probably agree he was, even though society will say he was wrong, most men in the barbershops will say, hey, he wasn't getting any, that was his wife, she wanted to hold back, he stepped off, he had knees. Most of us probably in the barbershop are going to say, you know, I, I ain't mad at a brother. What do you guys feel about that? Oh, I feel 100%. You know, I agree with that. I agree with that all the way because it's like you just said, society, you know, on paper, he will be seen as the villain, you know, when it comes to divorce or whatever. But, you know, you look at it from a moral aspect, who was the real villain here? And you look at it from look at it from a professional perspective. If you you got a guy working at your radio station, you like him. He's a good guy, but he's you know screwing off at the job, not doing what he's supposed to be doing. You're going to get rid of that person, or you're going to find someone else. Well, in that same philosophy, men will do the same thing. You know, if you do something to us sexually or something that we like or treat us a certain way, it's got to continue. It, it cannot stop. And I think that's where a lot of black women trip up and mess up at. Because they pretend to be something that they're not doing these things to hook them, but then they don't want to do it to keep them. And what you don't understand is whatever you start, you have to continue. And so when you stop doing that and you discontinue whatever you're doing and he goes somewhere else, you can't be mad at anybody but yourself because, hey, you stopped the treatment. He's going to follow – the man's going to follow his needs um, before he follows the woman in particular. But if you keep tending to that, you'll be able to keep your man. And just like we said, that when when a man desires his wife, he desires her, and he wants her to do these things for him. But when the woman says no, that she's not going to do it, she has to understand that just because she says no, it doesn't mean that the desires went away. He still wants it. He just can't get it from you. And if he can't get it from you, believe me, he's going to find somewhere else to get it from. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, this is what my little comment to that would be, is that, Woman sexing you up. She's sexing you. She done found out what you like. She know what you, you know, Frederick's a Hollywood. She got the Victoria's Secrets going on. She got the seven-inch pumps. Yeah. Oh, boy. She's making it. She got the pole in the, in the room. Whatever she you like, she's doing it. Yeah. And she stops. And Susie Q, you step at the bar one Friday after work. You looking a little dejected. Susie Q sits next to you. She's looking all sexy. Then she starts the conversation. And you start pouring your heart out about, you know, what happened at home. Susie yeah. Q knows you got a woman, Know why it happened, why it stopped, and she's, she's open and available now. So my thing is, if you, I have never heard, you know, I've heard women cheating, and I, and I will probably 
I don't know how anybody's going to take this on the air, but I'm going to say it straight out. I think women are better cheaters than we are, you know, because all you hear in the news is Tiger Woods, Kobe, Kobe Bryant, you know, this one, that one, cheating, 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 cheating men. If anybody out there thinks that ain't no women cheating, newsflash, I was sleeping with a woman that was cheating with me, and I was taking care of her three kids. So if you think women don't cheat, they just kind of do it a little bit better than us, and I will, I will give them credit. I will give them props where props is due. But I have not ever in the barbershop or where I was around men heard a woman cheating because her needs were not being met. Now, I could be wrong, but I have never heard that in the barbershop to yeah. say, yo, dog, the reason your woman was stepping out on you because you couldn't, you wasn't you wasn't handling your business now, and and, and I'm gonna put myself out there. I was that man. The reason my woman stepped out on me because I was working three jobs to take care of her three kids and and figured it out later that she had somebody. I was working so many jobs so I could take care of me. So there's the truth. What you brothers feel about that? Well, I feel honestly. In that situation, I feel like, well, when you say that women are better cheaters than men are, that is true to an extent. But the thing is, women don't have as men. Women have more of an advantage than men do. Why? What I say is, is like, just just take most men cheat. When they cheat, they don't tell the woman that they're cheating with that they have somebody, because nine times out of ten, a woman might not deal with them if they know that you have somebody. Men, on the other hand, really don't care. If you got a man, man, they'll look at it like, hey, whatever. I'll be the man on the side. So that's why it seems like it's easier for them to cheat because they don't have to hide as much because a man pretty much could give a damn that if you have a guy at home. So they don't have to go through, jump through as many hoops as men have to. But then, but what you said as far as you're working three jobs, you know, trying to take care of the family, that falls up under a chapter that we had in our book as well, is that it seems like, um, you're never able to satisfy them for the simple fact that if you're not working enough, they'll look at you like, you know what, you're a bum, you're not taking care of the house, you're the man, you're supposed to be holding it down. But when you're out there on your grind trying to make a better life for her and your family, she has a reason to complain about that. So it's kind of like a no-win situation because it's like a double-edged sword. Right. And you know, Mike, it, it kind of just it kind of throws me how society kind of, gives women the green light to cheat or give them some kind of pass because, as you said, the man is looked at as a bad guy for cheating. You know, most men are vilified anyway in society. That's what we do. I don't agree with that. But anyway, if the woman cheats, I've seen countless conversations, and I've overheard them, and I've been involved in them, how when the woman cheats, immediately excuses are made. Well, you know, she wasn't getting what she needed at home, and this guy wasn't doing this, and this guy wasn't doing that. So... When you know when the man ain't handling his business, you know she's gonna step somewhere else because she's a woman and she has needs and such and such. Well, men have those same needs. But why are we vilified when we go outside our relationship to go get them? I'm not condoning cheating and I'm not condoning adultery in any way. And I'm not saying that they're right. But what I'm saying is, why are we put through the ringer when we do it because our needs aren't being met as opposed to, you know, it's a little bit more excusable when a woman does it because her needs weren't being met. You see what I'm saying? I, I feel you wholeheartedly. I feel you wholeheartedly. Why don't you guys hang in there for a minute because I got somebody, uh caller, 
uh, on the line, I think it's Willie from Philly. Willie, are you from Philly, and are you with me? <laughs> In the yeah. Of the love zone. This is this Willie. Is, well, this is, well, how you doing? Welcome to the Love Zone. How you doing? Oh uh, yeah, this is uh, Sergeant Willie Pete from GenerationX.net. Um, I hear all the stuff that you guys are saying. I I, I do, I do. Um, it's just I want you guys to break it down to the least common denominator, okay? And the least common denominator, why you have a mass exodus of black men. Now, I understand uh, you gentlemen are, you know, older than I am. So we're talking a different generation. We're talking a generation gap. But I have more insight on the men who are my age and the men who are much younger than me. I'm in my late 20s. Um, and a lot of men feel the same way as you do. Um, and a lot of the men from my generation, you see a lot more hopping of the fence because we didn't grow up in the era that you guys grew up in where you had more of, you know, animosity between blacks and whites and such and such or blacks and other ethnic groups and things like that. We live more in kind of like a multicultural society nowadays or at least that's how the media portrays it. One of the things that get overlooked in the discussion of why you have these problems. And, and, you know, on my website, you know, we've talked about I make video, I make blogs, you know, a lot of times I'm a lot more wilder than I am the way I'm speaking on here right now. I'm doing that out of respect. Um, but one of the problems is, is you have, you got to look at, what is it, 60, 70% of black children being born out of wedlock, I believe it's 68.7%. Okay. Problem is, even amongst, black men who are born, and I can just, I, I heard what the guy said talking about the women liking the bad boys and liking the thugs, I say the same thing on my website. Problem is, is when you get young black men born into single parent homes, we all know the advantage of being born in a two-parent home. I was born in a two-parent home, okay? But the, 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 there's a difference in how the boys are being raised and how the girls are being raised. The boys are being raised to pretty much be the man that the father was not. If the father was a deadbeat dad, he walked out, whatever it may have been. Maybe the mother drove him off. I don't know. But the boy is being raised to be the, fa- the man that the father was not. The woman, on the other hand, she's raised to be a strong, independent black woman, self-sufficient. You don't need no man. All the stuff that you were talking about earlier on in the show. Problem is, when those two people get older, the boy, whether he was boy, whether he's like myself, grew up in a two-parent home, I'm walking around, ooh, Mr. Traditional, Mr. Traditional, right? And the, and the boy that grew up in a single-parent home who, who, whose mom told them, you know, don't be like your father, he's sitting there right. saying, well, you know, these, he's, usually I call them manginas or Captain Saverhose. These are the guys that end up, they defend black women all the time, no matter what. But to see, the thing is, is what they find out is that, you know, it's like, I'm going to defend these women um, because, okay, they're acting belligerent because black men don't have their stuff together. There's a lot of black men that don't have their stuff together. So a lot of us, have thought, okay, these women are acting this way because we're not on point. But what happens is when these guys go off and they get themselves on point, they're met with resistance by the African-American women who were raised in a single-parent home and, got, and follow the strong, independent black woman motto. And the, prob- the problem with that is, is what you realize is that these women are being raised pretty much to be men. And what this guy is talking about, about the me, me, me philosophy, think about that. That whole idea of being self-sufficient, do for yourself, no man can do for you, blah, 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 that is the me, me, me philosophy. So, so basically what happens is, is, is that these women, when they're going, they're looking for a man to get with their program. And that's the biggest problem right there because any man that's alpha male, any man that goes out here and builds his castle, 
He's raised and oh. believes that a woman is going to get with his program. Go ahead. Hello. No, no. I, yeah. I, I didn't mean to interrupt, but you, you, was, you, was, you was on point. You was on point. Uh, yeah. Hey, Jack, as you want to comment, I don't have any comment. I just want to let him know he's on point. Yeah, I, I comment. I understand everything he said. I believe what he's saying, too, is just that the way I look at it is that we're speaking of saying that, you know, those guys were raising that. They were raising a that good. I mean, the guy that was brought up in a two-parent home or a guy that was brought up in a single-parent home, it doesn't matter what you was, um, what home you brought up in. If you raise yourself to be a good person and you know that you're a good black man, you know you take care of business and you know you want to treat your woman with respect, why is it that that black woman, no matter how who she was raised by, would choose to choose this thuggish criminal guy and treat him with all the love and respect in the world, but when she meets the guy that's the good guy, why does she put him to the side and keep him as the friend or she doesn't I, I, like I, I, I'll tell you I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. The guy the guy that doesn't have his stuff together, the thug, the bad boy, whatever. Um you can, you can you we can go into all the reasons of attraction. He's seen as domineering the alpha male, you know, he doesn't take he doesn't back down from anybody. Women do find that attractive. But the second reason is these women realize that those men don't have programs. If you're a black woman and you're on point, right? If you get with a guy who's on point, you got to follow him. If you get with a guy who's not on who's not on point, you, he, he he has to get with your program. I mean, we've all seen this scenario where you got the – think about it like this, right? You know, I, I love when sisters say this. Black men love fat women, or we love big women. Uh-uh. Broke black men like big women. That's that's how it goes. You see these brothers out here, you know, they, they the woman the woman big as a house, he living with her, you know what I'm saying? You seen these guys, they they about they about thirty eight year old looking black men with uh dressing like they seventeen. Okay, you seen these guys, they living up in her house, they driving her car, they eating her food, okay, and they and they play, you know, the, the, the little the little, you know, the bitch boy to her, if I can say that word on this show. But you know, that's that's the role that's the role that they play, and 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 the thing is, is that these what the what women will 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 not state is that the, there are many black women out here who actively seek those guys, especially if they consider themselves. Because I mean, the, the the definition of success in the black community is all over the place. You got women making thirty five thousand dollars a year, got two kids saying that they're successful. Black women are the face of poverty. Black men make more money than black women, you know, pound for pound, dollar for dollar. You know, but the problem is, is when you look at what's promoted out here, this is why when people say black women are more successful than black men, nobody even challenges it because the promotion of the black woman would have everybody thinking that 90% of African-American women are Michelle Obama and, and, and that 90% of black men are all little Wayne. Okay, but the truth is, is like only like even if we want to say that education is some measure of success, only 20% of African Americans have a, a bachelor's degree, just a bachelor's degree. Another 3% have advanced degrees, being meaning masters and up, JD, MD, DO, whatever you want to call it. But the, the, with that, even if I gave that all to black women, that would that would only leave me with about 80 per, or, or 80% of, or excuse me, over 23% of the women that actually have you know, in education. The rest of them don't have an education. So this idea of, of the, the super successful black women who's running around and can't find a myth, that's a myth. That's a myth. That's that's one of the biggest myths out here. But go ahead. Well, I, hear somebody I, I, stop I, I just yeah. want to do this 
we're going to have the doctor on a little while, and we're going to get into some more problems. But right now, I can see it's getting heated, and I want to let the women in. Ladies, if you're out there, give us a call. It's time to start the party. 347-539-5729 before we bring our doctor in for some solutions, Hank and uh, Jacquez. And uh, will, it, will y'all stick around with me? I'm going to play a little music. We're going to go into some music, and then we're going to come back. But I wanted to give out that number so the ladies can know that this door is open, that they can call in. You guys hang out with me for a little bit? All right, sure. All righty. Well, I'm going to get into some more music. Uh, ladies, again, the number is 347-539-5729. If you've got a comment on this show, why black women are alone, it's time for you to comment. My producer said, as uh, the author said, we're simple. We only need a few things. Um, I think he summed it up. One of them is sex. I'll get into the other ones later. And speaking of sex, here's Muddy Waters to let you women know here's one of the solutions to how you can, you know, keep us at home. It's called Rock Me All Night Long Inside the Love Song. Oh, yeah. To the rock me, rock me all I know. Want you to rock me, rock me all I know. I want you. Rock me like my back ain't got no bones. Sun gone down, we'll begin to rise. Sun gone down. I want you to rock me till you make me satisfied. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Throw your arms around me like a stick around. I want you to call me daddy Let me lay down in your arms See me coming Run, get your ride See me coming Run, get your ride 
Well, you know I ain't no stranger. I used to live with you.
And just like I tell people all the time, success is nothing but a constant reminder to yourself as to what you, what have you done with your life. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And so with that being with that being said, Mike, you know, that's why there's a fear. I think, I think with a lot of black women, there's a fear that's been put in them of successful black men. To say that there are no good black men out here, all these stupid statistics about they're they're in jail or they're gay or they're on the down low. So that's that's bullshit. Excuse my language, but it is. There are good black men out there that are in their lives, and they're in their lives already. And how do they know that they're good black men? I tell black women all the time: look at the men in your lives that are just your friends. I heard so many black women might tell me all the time about um, their platonic friend. They describe this guy. First of all, they describe the guy that they want, that they're looking for. And then they tell me about this platonic friend. He's, I love him. He's like a brother. We hang out and such. And they're describing this guy. And I'm thinking to myself, well, this is the guy you're talking about then, the guy that you want that you want to be with and everything. Else. I said, so why don't you get with this guy? Oh, well, you, I don't like him like that. He's just, you know, it's just not right if I was with him or anything else. But as soon as somebody that's got no education, slapping you upside your head, got 40, 40 gold goals in his mouth, you know, talking crazy, can't even finish a sentence. They draw just dropping a minute for them. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They come up with every, mm-hmm. they come up with every, they come up with every excuse in the sun why they can see when well he's just going through some things or well he's just this and he's just that. And another good point he brought up, uh, Mike, was it's about and this is just this is just the truth. It goes back to living with our parents and everything else. He who has the gold has the power. He who pays the bills makes the rules. And what a lot of black women do, manipulative-wise, they try to get these men in their apartments and their houses, pay for everything, and as soon as they try to raise up, they try to say, hey, hey, this is my, this is my shit. This is my stuff. We get up out of here. Most black women do not want it. I mean, most black women do not want a successful black man in their lives. They really don't because, as I said earlier, the successful black man is not going to tolerate that. And uh, like I said, by default, she will have to submit to him and his wishes, and do whatever he asks or says. But now a man that doesn't have his stuff together, doesn't have much education, not too bright, I mean, but he can, you know, screw good in the bed or whatever, I, they can bring this cat in, they have their apartment, and keep that control and keep that dominance. And any time he tries to raise up, say, hey, you can go back to the streets or whatever. So it's about, it's a control issue. Now, now like you said about the, about the platonic friend, the platonic friend is the guy that they keep as a friend, and he's everything that they want in a man. But the messed up part is, is that the platonic friend actually likes her, and she knows that he likes her. But she uses that to her advantage just to get what she needs out of him, whether it be he come over to uh, take care of the kids, be the shoulder to cry on, or be the guy that she complains about the bad guy with. She knows it's pretty much just like um, it was a, um, a joke Chris Rock told. He said all his platonic friends are on accident. It was a woman he was trying to get with, made a wrong turn somewhere, and ended up in the friend zone. So she knows that guy likes her, but she just refuses to accept it, so she's going to keep him as a friend. Meanwhile, while she's out here dating all the wrong guys, just like I said before, I have no problem with who you fall in love with, but when you fall in love with this bad guy and things go awire, like everything goes wrong while you're dating him, now you want to complain about it. You knew what he was like when you got with him. So why are you complaining about it when he acts the way that he does? Mike, black black women are a lot of things, Mike, but they're not stupid. They know a good man when they see one. They know a bad man when they see one, excuse me. And they also 
know how to manipulate to get what they want. I've seen a lot of good men that are just friends to these women, but they use the fact that they like them to manipulate it to their advantage. And, again, I'm not talking about all black women, just some. So if it applies to you, if you're listening, um, you may whatever, I don't care. But the good ones, um, the good the, the black women that manipulate these men, they know that they like them. I've been in, I've been in a situation myself. I have. I'll admit to it. I'm man enough to admit it. I've been in a situation. They use it to their advantage. They get them to take them out to dinner. They get them to watch the kids, wash the car, clean the house, paint the fence, this, this, that, and the third. And then when a guy tries to make a move on them romantically, it's just it's this guilt trip. Well, I don't like him like that, or I don't feel that way about you, or something like that. You see what Is I'm there- saying? Oh, absolutely, I know. Matter of fact, I'm going to give you a scenario. A buddy of mine, he was working in sales. And sales sometimes, you know, has fluctuating income. You know, it's not a steady job. Like uh, uh, back in the day, my parents or my uncles, they used to work in a factory before the industrial age went overseas to outsource jobs where you could work in a beer factory or something. And you worked that job until, you know, things got slow and uh, my uncles would get laid off. Sales, sometimes you have fluctuating income. Well, I know a story, I'm not going to mention any names, where a brother had some fluctuating income and his wife stepped off and hooked up with a drug dealer because he was mm-hmm. flashing the cash, and she looked at that as security. She looked at that as security, not hanging in there with the brother during rough times. This is rough economy right now, and I'm sure a lot of brothers are catching it you know, why ain't you doing this? Why ain't you trying this? Why ain't you, you know, and they getting all those kind of issues and, and stories when the brother is trying. I don't think there's a man in his right mind who doesn't want to take care of his kids or doesn't want to pay the rent and and doesn't want to comply with society and be the head of household. But, you know, there are a lot of factors. We're not going to get into that real quick. I'm not going to go into that story. But I'm just saying this one particular incident where this, this woman left, a friend of mine for a drug dealer, and then had a baby by it. He felt like lower than what I call whale shit. That's below the sea level. That's how low he felt. And I'm telling you, you know, now, a drug dealer has two problems, too. Now, corporate America has its issues, and trying to work a nine-to-five and be legal has its issues, and drug dealing has its its, its issues. And I've, I've had many drug dealers try to recruit me, and he has the issue. On one shoulder, you got the cops looking at you, and on the other shoulder, your life is at risk because somebody want to take your turf if you're successful. So you got two guns at you. Well, if you don't think your life is worth a pack of coups, then throw it away. You know, have that cat, fast cash for a moment, you know, in society, and then you know, be be, be down the funeral parlor and make them rich. But you do have that job has its hazards as well. And last time I checked, ain't too many drug dealers got life insurances for you women who want to be taken care of well off after they check out of here. Just, just, just a newsflash for you. Exactly. <laughs> just a newsflash for you. Uh, we have another gentleman who called in. Uh, I want to take his call right now, if you fellas don't mind. Felix, uh, Felix, you had a comment. If Felix is there, my producer, yeah, Eric, yeah. bring him on. Yeah, yeah Mike, how you doing? I'm doing good, Felix. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I've, I've been listening to the whole um, situation, and I agree with everybody on the panel and everything, but then also there's another part to it where you have some women who would rather be alone because they've been in situations where they have 
been with guys who were either the player players or just after the ladies because of their job status, their uh, money status, and what have you. And after they've been beaten down, taken advantage of, and everything else, a lot of women have figured, well, look, I'd rather be alone than have to deal with the BS. And in some cases, I don't blame them, but then still, like the other brother says, all men are not bad. I mean, even for myself, I'm trying to find a good woman and everything, but it's like because of my situation, and Mike, you do know what it is. It's like a lot of women are like, you know, I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to deal with that. But still, in one sense, it's more important to where, okay, even though I might be going through a rough patch with you and everything, but I'm trying to, you know, better the situation, but then if you want to check out, you know, fine, okay, no problem, but then don't come back crying to me when things start getting better with me in whatever my situation is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys, you guys coming? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel what he, I hear what he's saying, you know, if you can't, you know, if you can't, you cannot demand my best when you can't love me at my worst. You know, right, that's, right, right. You know what I'm saying? You can't, you can't do that. You can't um, demand, have all these demands that you want this, this, and that. When I was going through my rough part, that's where love is truly tested. I mean, I, this is my philosophy. My philosophy yeah. is, this is, just Hank, this is just Hank Ballard's philosophy, nobody else's. If you can't love me now while I'm struggling, I'm a starving artist, pushing this book, um, doing what I have to do, working two jobs, sometimes three, if you can't love me now, in the state of uh, in the state of struggling that I'm in, you know, you can't love me when everything is okay. Because in my opinion, a good woman is not someone that cooks and cleans and keeps the house, you know, in order and you know, screws you and give you all that. That to me, that that that's nice, and those things are good, and I would appreciate those things. But I mean, when love to me is when you're you got to get in the trenches with me. You got to see me when I'm hurt. You got to see me when I'm crying. You got to see me when I'm at my absolute weakest and can't take anymore. And you're that hand that pick, that's picking me up, that's saying, look, you can make this, you can get through it. To me, that's what true love is. That is going to de- define whether this person is wife material or whether this person is just somebody that is looking for a free ride. Because in the end, because in the end, because in the end that's, that's what you're going to be judged on. That, that determines if you're a good woman or a good man, also, you know, just, just as being a good friend. You know, friend, you know, you make ten million dollars, you're gonna have a thousand friends, probably right. even more. Like but when you got this, not, when you got this, not, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, when you, uh, uh, when you got. Like, we also say in our book that you know that um, when you are out there on your grind trying to make things happen for yourself, to some black women they're complaining about you trying to come up, but when you're trying to do it, you're not coming up fast enough for them.
you couldn't stick around for the struggle. Meanwhile, this white girl, this Asian woman or whatever, stuck by him and held his hand, and they were there with him, and they supported him in all of his dreams and all of his endeavors, and she's ripping, reaping the benefits. Now you're sitting on the sideline calling him on the phone or something like that. Hello. Hello. Oh, yeah. Hello. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Because even, like, I had one situation where I was with this woman for a, a nice period of time, but it was a situation where, um, you know, I gave her an outline of how I figured if we did what I had planned and stuck together, we could have had a nice early retirement, married the whole bit and everything, but she didn't take that. She actually cheated on me with some other knucklehead and everything, and what made it so bad, she dumped me, married this guy. Now she's living in another state, miserable as hell, and wishing she had stayed with me. Are you willing to take her back? You know what I think, man. I think uh, in the next book that we write, we're going to do a sequel to this book. We should have a fact. We should have something in there called the now factor, as well as the France factor and everything else. Because a lot of black women tend to live in the now too much. They want they want the success now. They want to see. Now, they want to see. Yeah. Now. Oh they want yeah, to see, yeah, they want yeah, to change yeah, now. Yeah, they understand that change. You know, change takes time. Success takes time. Uh, evolution takes time. And if you right. cannot evolve with, if you cannot, if you cannot evolve with me. When I, you know, come out of my cocoon and become this beautiful butterfly or whatever, do not look to stand. Do not look for me to look for you to stand by my side. You know, even if I don't have anybody to stand by my side, you certainly can't. Uh, you're certainly not considered anymore. I'll find somebody that's submissive and subservient that knows her place is going to keep it, and then you know I go live my life and be happy. See what I'm well, saying? Fellas, well, fellas, if y'all hold on that note. I'm going to take a music break. We got the uh, doctor in the uh, screening room. We're going to bring him on in the next segment because we got about 40 minutes left, and I definitely want to leave the last 40 minutes to try to establish some, you know, solutions or what we think are solutions, and they need to hear from us. And for any women would like to chime in, well, telephone numbers. <laughs> okay, we're going to go into those in just a minute. 347-539-5729. Ladies, the lines are open. The love lines are open. The love zone line is open. And this is one of the problems. Fellas, y'all hanging around, so I'm going to get ready to go into some music. We're going to take a little music break, come back with the doctor and some solutions. But right now, I can tell you what one of the problems is when a man comes home after a hard day's work trying to get his grind on, trying to build his business, why, like the OJ say, do we have to listen to 992 arguments? Here, inside the love.
I want to make a quick announcement before I bring on our next guest to help us with the solutions to why black women are alone, part two. And the uh, announcement I'd like to make for those of you who like the show, who would like to refer it to your friends, we have a way for you to earn extra income by referring it. That's right. All you have to go, do is go to our Facebook page, www.facebook.com, the Love Zone USA, and we have a what we call an affiliate referral program, marketing program, where you can refer this to your friends and get paid a monthly residual. It only costs $10. The page that you're going to receive tracks all of your referrals. So if that's something you want to do, feel free to check it out tonight. Also, get your backstage pass there. That's going to be uh, very uh, nice for you in months to come as we set up some of our uh, events and uh, just get details. Go to our Facebook page. That's the uh, Love Zone fan page, www.facebook.com, the Love Zone USA. It's yours, Julie Mike T, hosting this uh, segment, and I'd like to bring on our next guest, and he is a doctor. Uh, Relationship Counselor, and Dr. Aaron Turpo, are you with me? Hello? Yeah, I'm right here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. How are you, Dr. Turpo? I'm doing excellent. Thank you, Mike. Great, great. I don't know if you got a chance to listen to any of the segments earlier about what the authors, uh, Hank Bullard and Jacques Douglas, we were talking about, uh, if you got any uh, gist of, you know, why black women alone, and these men have written, like I kind of <laughs> alluded to you on the phone the other night, a raw version, All telling right. it like it is. <laughs> so uh, wh- wh- what do you think about, if you've heard any of this segment, and uh, as, as black men, a lot of us don't have to uh, hear it, you know, we kind of lived it. What What's your opinion on it, Doctor? Um. I think that the reason why a lot of black women are alone, uh, probably one of the reasons that I see in my practice here in Atlanta is uh, their angry attitude and their speech, disrespectful speech uh, toward black men. And one thing that uh, we definitely uh, don't like is disrespect. And so I see that a lot. And if uh, black women could learn to control their tongue more, it would help a lot as far as the relationships. Wow. Wow, you hit a nail on the head. I'm going to bring our authors back in in, a, in, in just a, in just a uh, minute. Yeah, I would – that has got to be one of the biggest ones. You know, uh, I kind of started this segment off with 992 arguments. A lot of those arguments are because of that disrespect. You hit the nail right on the head, and O.J.'s wrote about it, you know. Um, <laughs> whew, the language, the attitude, uh, that's probably the biggest factor. What, what do you think could be done in that area, uh, Dr. Trippo? Well, I try to educate the women as far as the importance of respect uh, when relating to men. Women uh, want love and respect, I tell them, but men want respect and love. Now, notice I turned the order around because respect tends to be much more important to men, um, particularly the black men, even more so, uh, because some, unfortunately some of our brothers want it so much that they're willing to kill for it. You know, right. you, don't, they, you don't diss them. They'll shoot you for looking at them wrong, stepping on the shoes, or, or what have you. And a lot of that has to do because of the psychological residuals of slavery. And we've been, just been stripped away. That it's become so 
important to us on a pathological level. And so we do need to calm down to our hypersensitivity for disrespect. We need to calm down off of that. But black women also need to recognize that it is very important to us and not minimize it and just pop off at the mouth and say whatever they want to say and how they want to say it. So, Doctor, with, with society being that a lot of black women are, you know, migrating to corporate America and getting uh, in the middle management jobs and they figure, you know, I quote it as, I don't need a man, and they're raising the kids by themselves, uh, whether it's out of um, – they just want to do it that way, or the man has stepped off because of whatever, a variety of reasons. I mean, I'm sure you you know them all. Um, How do you see that as women being alone, having the wherewithals, even though in this society, I I think it's it's just, it just makes more sense to have two-income families, Uh, but they have enough wherewithal to try to raise these kids by themselves, and the black boy, the black male especially, uh, how do you see that with this effect of them not, you know, kind of keeping these force fields up where they're not letting men into their lives and they figure they can do it all alone and independently and they have this independent attitude? Well, that's a tragic thing that's happened to our people here in this society. Um, you know, I read a recent statistic that the uh, the every $5,000 more that a woman makes than a man increases the likelihood of divorce by 5%. Mm -hmm. And what happens, as Elijah Muhammad told Malcolm X, is that a woman has to have something that she looks up to in her man. She has to be able to respect and admire her man. And unfortunately, like it or not, uh, respectability in this country has to do with uh, uh, how well you achieve in the work world, success, and and finances. And so uh, that's why... Women, not just women, but females, is broader than human beings. Females um, really are attracted to powerful men. And the more powerful you are, whatever, how that ever power is communicated, then the more that woman, res- woman respects you. And so it's not that respect is given automatically. Uh, what we have to do, uh, it, like it or not, we have to earn the woman's respect. Okay. I want to bring our authors back in, Hank Bullard and Jacques Douglas. Uh, Fellas, are you there? Yeah, we're here. Um, you heard what the doctor did you get a chance to hear what the doctor uh said? Well, we came in on the on the tail end of the conversation. Uh we missed the first half, but uh you can give us a quick review as to what you guys well, are speaking about. Basically he summarizes women, you know, respect men probably more so in this society because of the financial situation and how you achieve it. That's one. Two uh, he also said in the beginning that the attitude and disrespect, uh, the way women, black women treat black men, um, that could be because of their independency and, you know, them making some money and getting accepted in the corporate world. They, their, their, their attitude and their, the way they speak to black men is a little disrespectful. So what's your, what's your guys' take on those those areas? Oh, I, I agree with that 100% because, with that being said, you know, you look in the media and you look at sitcoms, men are basically vilified. They're either vilified or they're emasculated, and it's made out to be some type of humor, as in, like, different um, sitcoms or in different jokes that you hear comedians say where the woman is dogging out, or even some men dogging themselves out. And it's take, and it's, you know, humor is added to it, and people think it's funny. And you, const- you, you use that constant, you know, emasculation, in the media, people think that it's okay to disrespect men. 
And but as soon as a man does, shows any type of dominance whatsoever toward a woman, then that's you know you got the women protesters, you got the uh, women's rights activists, and everything else. So I agree with that 100%. When a man's just being strong and just being, man's just being strong and holding his ground, that's seen as being domineering and chauvinistic and sexist, and it's not. We've been, we these people have called our book chauvinistic and sexist, and no, it's not. It's emotional. It's charged, it's angry, and um, it's, it's men finally communicating, to, uh, finally communicating to get their point across because men have not been allowed to speak their minds without having to be politically correct or not want to step on anybody's toes. That's why we wrote it as raw as we wrote it. You know, it's not professional. It's not um, politically correct. It's not any of that. It is pure raw anger aimed toward black women. You want to know why we feel this way, why we act this way, why do we think this way? Well, this is the reason why. And you have to now you're either going to deal with it or you're going to walk away from it. And you know, it's never been any women calling in tonight. You know that, right? I mean, what can they argue about? <laughs> <laughs> so, Dr. Turpo, why don't we start with some of the solutions that you see to these, these uh problems that uh, have just kind of curled themselves and, and the communication is now focusing on what, what can we do? What, I, I've opened this show strictly for, you know, trying to find some of the solutions to some of these problems. What, what would you say? Well, the one thing, I mean, we got angry uh, black women, we got angry black men. Um, somebody's got to stop being angry uh, to stop the fight. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know, anger and anger, we get the Middle East, you know, um, you know, uh, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. So what we have to do is get, break this cycle some kind of way. And so what we have to do, women, like I said before, they need to uh, stop being disrespectful and just learn how to talk with respect toward the black men. And okay. uh, that would help a whole lot in keeping a lot of these marriages and relationships together. Okay. And um, as far as men, what men can do immediately is to um, be loving toward the black women and not cheat on them and uh, respect, love and respect the women back. And also to be the best men that we can be, to be the best that we can be. And uh, if we're the best that we can be, then we will automatically draw respect from them. And, um, you know, I think ultimately when I look at the root cause of a lot of these situations is one of the reasons why I get frustrated because I'm tired of us always demographically being the poorest, uh, the dumbest, the sickest. Uh, we Everything is uh, wrong with us. So you look at all the bad demographics, we're on the bottom. And so what we have to do is really lift our people up, uh, support our people, support black businesses, because black businesses are shown to hire more black men than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Black dollar. Uh, with black, I don't. I don't even go to Chinese restaurants because uh, they don't have any uh, black employees in them, and you never see them, see them meeting at our restaurants. Right. So right. I go across town to the dry cleaners that have the black employees, because most of them don't. Okay, mm. because because I'm looking to see are any black men hired in here? Because if we save the black man, if we support the black man, then we then we lift him up in respect, and the woman will respect him, and then we'll hold the black family together. And so we have to do that. We have to educate our black boys around the fourth grade. But Kwanzaa Kanjufu says that's when we start losing them. 
black boys don't do well in, in school a lot of times in elementary school. And when they're, they're not doing well in school academically, they got to get that respect some kind of way. So what do we do? We be the, we become the coolest dude in the school. We're cool, we're cool, we're cool. And then after high school, we're not cool anymore. And we can't get a job. We end up uh, cutting hair, going to tech school, and um, and these types of things. But we always end up at the bottom of the demographic, not having any money, losing the respect of our women. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to come back with more of uh, the solutions. I want to... Uh talk about more of the solutions uh, when we return. I'm going to take a music break. And ladies, if you have a comment, we've got 15 minutes left. Telephone number is 347-539-5729. Dr. Uh, Hank Jaquez, would you hang out with me for a little bit longer? I'm okay. definitely, man. All right. We're going to take a quick music break and this next song is a little deviation from uh, our format, because next week we're going to have this young lady on the show. Uh, it's not a champagne toast, but it is my actual first interview of a recording artist, song I like. I like the music, because I wanted to be a jazz musician. So we're going to go into some jazz next Thursday, the 24th, and we want you all to all come and support and check this woman out. But here's a little bit of her music right now. Her name is Cynthia Holliday. She'll be here inside the Love Zone next Thursday. And this one's called My Little Rain. Will you let me know? Will you let me know? Will you let me know? Where did your colors go? Friend. 
And the key word there is support, which I don't hear enough from our community, as we call it, a partnership. Partnership versus separatists. Now, I agree with the doctor that a lot of brothers, and, and you guys were talking about it earlier tonight, don't have their act together or trying to get it together. And if the women are in support of the ones who are trying, at least, to the ones whose business plan where they figure, well, this ain't going to work, this is uh, this is business plan failure one-on-one, and he's going to have to go through nine more before he gets together. But the support, I think, is lacking. What, what are you guys' feelings on that? Yeah, I definitely think uh, uh, black women need to be supportive of positive brothers. Unfortunately, like I did here earlier, un- unfortunately, a lot of black women are imma- during their immature years, they don't recognize the positive uh, potential of a lot of uh, positive brothers out there, and they get attracted to the bad boys who are uh, going after the quick dollar, and they make that mistake, and they wonder why they in- end up in bad relationships. If you have the wisdom and the knowledge or if you're raised right to recognize good potential, you'll actually attach yourself to positive brothers who are doing things in the right direction. And those are the uh, black women who end up in happy marriages and relationships. And so you have to have the wisdom and foresight of being attracted to the positive brothers. And the more you do that, uh, women don't realize they're very powerful people. I mean, they really control a lot of things because they have, the, they have power, a lot of power between their legs. And if they would just go ahead and go with the positive brothers, then a lot more people will try to be positive as well. All right. I agree completely with what he just said. It's just like we said before, that when they um, want a guy that's coming, they want a guy that's coming up, and he's out there on his grind trying to make things happen, you're not coming up fast enough just for them. So they'll leave you behind for the next ball where they comes their way and don't really care how you feel about it. It kind of reminds me of like... um. Winston Sykes did an interview before he became, you know, a celebrity. He said he was out there on his grind trying to, you know, become an actor, and he was trying to do the best he could. He would step to black women all the time. But when they looked at him, they would call him ugly. They would tell him that he wasn't going to be anything, and they never would want to have anything to do with him. But the moment he became successful, he said, now I'm the sexiest thing walking. And now I I get gruff because now all I really date is Asian women. But when I was that broke, Wesley Snipes, nobody wants to say anything to me. Now I catch all kind of flag because now I'm a successful Wesley Snipes and I choose not to date black women. It all goes back to, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just said it was all about support. It all goes back to what we said earlier about the the love the love is in the struggle, Mike. The love is in the struggle. The love is in the trenches, and it's behind the battlefield. That is where you find the core of how much this person loves you, how much this person supports you. Not when you have everything, but when you don't have everything, and when you're and when you're not fully together, and when you're not when you're still struggling or in the process of building who you are to become as a person. If you can look at that person then at that moment and say. I love you with all my heart, and I respect you, and I'll stick by you. That's true love. I mean, and as far as the solution goes with women, I mean, and men, as far as, you know, knowing their place, my thing, my opinion is this. You know, men and women are like apples and oranges. They're two different people. Stop trying to figure out why. We worry about the why too much, Mike. Why is this? Why is that? You know, why doesn't matter. Just obey. Just do what you're told. You see what I'm saying? All right. Just, Dr. Just Chabot, 
And 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 your, your, I'll let you close the show with your comment to to that. Okay. Um, deep down, women do want men who are leaders, and they want men who are powerful leaders. They want they want a King Kong. They want a man who can tear down planes and tanks with one hand, but in the other hand, a man that loves them and cares for them and nurtures them. And when they have that man, that's the man that they will naturally submit to and obey not because the Bible says so or not because out of duty. It's just they're wired to do that. But they have to be able to trust that that man has them and their offspring in the best interest. And so that's why we need to come together. Women need to learn to be much more respectful towards men, and men need to learn how to be strong, powerful, and to stay present in the lives of their uh, wife and kids. If we can do these things and really hold firm and hold the family together, a lot of things will start turning around for our people. Well, on that note, Hank Bullitt, Jacques, Dr. Trapeau, thank you guys for coming on on the show this evening. I really appreciate Thanks for having us, man. I enjoyed the show. And, uh, yeah, you know, man. You and not to one more thing. Well, we wanted to mention, you know, anybody that hadn't heard before, if you'd like to get a copy of our book, you can go to our website, whyblackwomenarealone.com. And you can order a hardback copy, you can order a book copy, or you could order an e-book for $5. It could come downloaded to your iPad, go down to your hard drive, and it'll come to you immediately. It's at whyblackwomenarealone.com. All right, Mike. Mike, should I mention my website as well? Absolutely, Doctor. Okay. Uh, my website is drturpo.com. It's D as in diamond, R, T as in Tom, U, R, P as in Peter, eau.com and on there you can order my book uh, The Essence Bestseller The Harmonious Way A Success Guide to Selecting a Compatible Mate Again, the website is D as in Diamond R, T as in Tom U, R, P as in Peter eau.com And on that note I'm going to close the show and let everybody know I'll have everything posted on our Facebook page The Love Zone I'll have all that information posted tomorrow so if you didn't get it tonight, just go to Facebook.com backslash The Love Zone USA, and you'll have uh, links to both uh, Dr. Tapo's site as well as links to where you can purchase the book at. And I'll just close tonight and say be here next week with Cynthia Holiday as we're going to do a little jazz and a little love. And in closing, I'll say on this show, like Al Green says, all we have to do is support one another, and let's stay together. Here inside the Love Zone, thank you, fellas, for hanging out with me inside the Love Zone. No problem, Mike. Thank you. Thanks for having us, man. I appreciate it. You got it. All right, man. You got it.
You're looking for meaning and purpose in your work. Hello? Hello? We all are. Every year, Harvard Business School Executive Education helps executives like you reevaluate goals and develop both personally and professionally to turn their careers into their callings. Don't be different. Be changed. Go. Start by going to hbs.me slash go. That's hbs.me slash go. Have you heard? Metro by T-Mobile now includes Amazon Prime. Yes, enjoy the best of shopping and entertainment, movies, TV shows, music, free shipping, and much more. All included for just $40 per line for three lines. All on the T-Mobile network. Discover the smarter way. Metro by T-Mobile. That's genius. One offer per account. Offer subject to change. $12.99 per month value. Offer valid for new Amazon Prime members. Metro customers may notice reduced speeds versus some T-Mobile customers. Video at 480p. Capable device required. See store for details and terms and conditions.